Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guests, Robert Barry Fleming and Harry Waters Jr. to the show. Welcome, you two. Hello. Hello from Minneapolis, which is where I'm currently residing and teaching. Hi, and hello. I am currently in Washington, D.C. Robert here. It's so great to have you both on the show to talk about Adventures in Wonderland. And for listeners who do not know what Adventures in Wonderland is, uh, it was a TV show that took place in the early 90s on Disney Channel about Alice who got to visit Wonderland. Harry, you played Tweedledee, and Robert yeah. played Tweedledum. <laughs> we were the we were the brothers that danced through Wonderland in MC Hammer outfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, well, I must say that in the initial outfits were a uh, surprise, but they were also very kitschy because it was 1991, 92. So it was prime time for MC Hammer. And exactly. at that time, that's just sort of what worked for us. And what for me, it was great to have that transition that I think we were the only real characters that got to sort of change our outfits through the course of the show. Yeah, it was actually, you know, uh, I look back at at it, and I'm reminded that um, the wonderful Lois uh, de Armand won for Outstanding Costume Design, and it was uh, won her uh, Daytime Emmy around that in 95, and I think it really spoke to just um, how uh, inventively she, she kind of transitioned what was a traditional and original idea of Alice and Wonderland and all of those wonderful characters into something that was at the time contemporary and uh, of the moment and in a way that was accessible to families. And so the, the whole concept of the show and the whole uh, kind of uh, uh, excitement around that kind of uh, transitioning into something that was contemporary, that was classic, was uh, a really, really fun thing to be a part of. I, I always thought that was wonderful. Can you give a little backstory behind the actual audition for the TV show? <laughs> you know what I, I auditioned was Harry bringing his his um, months-old son to the <laughs> was He was like the most beautiful kid ever. And he had brought, and, and uh, that was like one of the um, main impressions at that audition that we had so much fun but he had he had just become a father and uh and has two wonderful boys now who are grown men who are grown uh, completely grown men making us feel much older than we should ever feel at this stage life but that was my biggest impression of how how fun and and just goofy we got to be and that uh I was watching Harry start this whole new wonderful part of his life with his uh, his his boys. 
it was an amazing time because I remember at a couple of the auditions that I actually, we couldn't find a babysitter at the time. So I had to take him with me for a rehearsal and I'm holding him in my arms and just sort of rocking back and forth. And then you have to put him in the Moses basket because, okay, now we've got to work on this number. And he grew up <laughs> around the lot and now he is 25. And he's also- Oh, a dancer. oh. Yes. He's 25. Yes, he is. Jordan Waters, he lives in New York. He went to um, CalArts, got a BFA in dance, but he's also an actor. And he's been touring the world with two different companies. But I think that there was something about being in that environment where there was so much live animation, because that's really what we I kind of felt like, is that we were animation come to life every week. And usually it was because we were doing two shows a week, we had to double up on that energy. And that sort of just fed us into such a, a state where we really had to rest on our day off really importantly. And that cast, I mean, it's got to be said, it was like graduate school for uh, comedic acting. <laughs> I just, it was so much fun to work with so many talented comic actors and uh, who were um, just so skilled also uh, in as musical artists, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Everyone had kind of this theater background. We were all this really interesting anomaly of uh, L.A. talent that were really groomed and being all around performers. So people could act, they could sing, they could move. They, um, you know, had an impeccable timing and <laughs> were just uh, so fun to watch and um, work with. And that was that was the um, greatest joy, I think. And to watch uh, Elizabeth, we you know right. we we would just have so much fun watching her um, take all of that in and become such an incredible performer herself uh, in her uh, her adult years. Uh, it was just really fun to kind of um, mark so many passages of time with uh, 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 watching people come to maturity as artists and as people. And I want to mention that the show talks about several different topics and, and some of them are, are very serious. You know, there's one episode where you have a Marley Matlin coming on the show and you guys learn sign language. And there was also an episode where all the guys said no girls in the club, but also having a great resolution by the end. Did you guys have a specific episode or lesson that was told in an episode that you really, really enjoyed? There was a great one that it was about addiction. It was about drug use. and But it was coming about because my brother kept eating these apples that were not good for him. And what, it was, what was interesting for me, it was about I couldn't help him. He had to want to do it. And it was a very simple and subtle way of giving kids that information about you, also, you have a choice about what you do and what you put in your body. But also, you can't save anybody that's doing that. And I think we also had an episode, and this, I, I don't think you're, you're referencing the same one I'm going to reference, but one okay. where I would eat all of this junk food, and I got oh, really, my God, really God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> and, and, uh, Harry had to literally oh. roll me around like a ball because <laughs> I had eaten so much that I so yeah. much weight. So. You know, our the writers on that show, Daryl Busby and Tom, well, they uh, they tied. Uh, I mean, I hate to uh, reduce everything down to winning daytime Emmys, but 
the fact that they tied with Sesame Street for their win in 94, for me, that was really speaking to Sesame Street when I was growing up was the real deal in terms of kind of uh, helping kids to get a kind of moral center and understand uh, what it was to grow and become a part of society, you know, that whole process. And to think that we were, were a part of that, I ended up teaching for a number of years and uh, I would have students who would go through a whole semester with me. And at the end, they'd get this look, quizzical look on their face and then their face would explode and say, oh my God, you were Tweedledum. I watch you. And they were completely bored in my theater 101 classes until that moment where it was like, wait a minute, you were that guy on that show. And, and it was, you know, it was really, uh, really, really fun to kind of have a recognition years yeah. later how impactful that was for so many young people who are now adults and moving into life. And, and you know, having being an educator, I get, I get the fun of watching that uh, happen a good deal. Uh, but it was great to have it happen with something that was as fun as that show. It kind of legitimizes you in a certain way, even though, well, obviously we are pretty good teachers because we're still here. Those of us that are stuck being a chair of a department, God bless you, Robert. I don't know how you did that <laughs> for many years. <laughs> and congratulations, but, too, by the way. <laughs> it's always interesting how certain people have varied memories of what you do and how you do it. My parents have a picture of all of us singing with President Clinton at the inauguration. Oh, I mean, yeah. That was the kids' inauguration ball that he had with Mr. Rogers and Vanessa Williams and, and the cast of Adventures in Wonderland. And that's something that I always say that this is why I get to give back. Because how often do you get to like hang out and sing with the President of the United States in a character costume? Can you tell some of those funny stories from behind the scenes, maybe a mess up or two or playing pranks on one another? I have to say that every week, Patty Colombo, who is still a most amazing choreographer to me, mm. to be able to do that many dances that often and all new continuously, may, did, she never gave us a break. But also for me, I had to keep up with Robert. I will give that honest declaration <laughs> because... His energy was like nonstop. It's like, man, can you not dance so full out? Because it means that I had to dance full out. <laughs> well, it was it was so um, amazing, Patty. Yeah, here here to Patty. We also had Roz Zeisler do some of the choreography as well. Oh yeah, but right. Patty did the majority of it, and Patty's um, just ubulant spirit always infused, always inspired, always um, challenged, and always kind of made it, um, you know, something really fun to kind of like, where could we possibly run, climb, <laughs> jump, flip off <laughs> of that? And but I will tell you, I, you know, I can't think of as many, you know, the real jokesters, I think, were Patrick, in spite of the fact that he was oh in that buddy costume that had to be air conditioned and ventilated. I mean, that was, that in itself was um, like, just like watching a science, a comic science project. And, but also Richard Kuhlman, you know, you couldn't get him to stop uh, improv when he was uh, the Cheshire Cat and um, really, really fun. There was, there were more than a couple of gag reels that were so fun and watching it, like always the blooper reels were a riot. Who was one of your favorite guest stars on the show? Pat Sajak 
was on there. Yeah, Tic Tac was a blast. Yes, I would have. I would have to say that my favorite, and because I'm really biased, because they were actually able to return, was Ken Page, because yeah. he's the walrus, and amazing, and he had an invisible friend. Pinniped, <laughs> the right. invisible. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, it couldn't have been more of a um, blast to be on set with, you know, musical theater legends. Both Ken and uh, Armelia were in the original Ain't Misbehaving. You mm-hmm. may know that Harry was the original Belize and Angels in America. I mean, these people are a part of theater history. Um, and uh, to be able to be on a set and uh, uh, work with them and uh, get to know them and call them my friends was a, a, a absolute thrill for me. Um, and what a great way to kind of be initiated into uh, 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 the industry and uh, on the West Coast. It was really fun. The work that we did was, n- no, I want to go, nobody works like that anymore or since. <laughs> be- right. And wow. it was something that we didn't know that we could have been doing it differently. It was just what the job required. It was two shows a week, and that's just how it worked out. I think at a certain point we realized we're working harder than most people in Los Angeles because we really can't do anything else but the show. So to get an opportunity to have a break was a joy, but then at the end, it was going, we did a hundred shows of this amazing event and so what else could we possibly do? For myself, it was great because I actually took a break and moved to San Diego. And there had another son. So there became this opportunity that, that that's when I actually started teaching because I realized that there was so much that was given to me. I mean, I learned, I can direct a show now because of doing Adventures in Wonderland in a day. I know how to stage things and I can make it funny and make it work because I got all that training while I was doing all of these shows by just paying attention and being in the room. Yeah, here, here. We had three tremendous directors with uh, uh, Shelley Jensen and David Grossman and, and the terrific Carrie Halverson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was impossible not to learn from uh, their vast experience from Everything from, uh, you know, Shelly was doing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as well. And right. Gary had done so much. And, I, I mean, these guys were very, very um, skilled. And uh, you you kind of think it's like, wow, this is just a great, fun, silly kind of thing. But there was so much amazing craft that was <laughs> happening on that set. Um, and, uh, and the way that you were absorbing it was kind of like just through your pores because... Uh, we were just working and working and working. So many seminal things we did. We worked through the riots. We worked through the, tr- you know, the trial. We there were all of these seminal events kind of happening at the same time, and we were learning what it meant to be a community in uh, in that imaginary world and in the real world of that working on that set. And it was a really, really special kind of family of people who ended up all being hired to be there to do this work, but uh, really kind of finding a real community and um, um, uh, a home with all of the, all, all of our uh, colleagues on it. So it was pretty, it was pretty incredible. 
Do you guys remember shooting the final episode, which was the scary Halloween episode where you all sat by the fire telling scary stories to one another? That was a very hard time, I have to say. Um, well, it, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we had a tremendous producer, Stan Brodsky, who passed while we were doing the show from, um, um, uh, and he, uh, I, it was hard not to remember not all uh, only all the wonderful guest stars and people who had um, come and uh, joined our family for, for a little while, um, and some were celebrities and some were, uh, but uh, I think of people like Stan who had, you know, contributed um, in such a meaningful way. And that was kind of the lasting um, mark that he, uh, of his career, because that was probably the last thing that he did. Um, it, you know, it made it all the more special to kind of watch people grow up like Elizabeth and uh, watch people pass and watch people go through all these passages of life. You know, it's like, you have the work and the work is great, um, but you mostly have the relationships when it's all said and done. And, um, you know, that it's awfully special to do a series. You, there's a lot of gigging you do in the business and you're in and out. And there's mm -hmm. fun things like you do a couple of days on a movie and people are like, oh, oh, you were in L.A. Confidential. That must have been so cool. And it's like, yeah, it was a couple of days. But this was something that was, you know, a couple of years with a family. And right. it, that's like being on tour, you know. They are just seminal creative and personal experiences in your life that kind of <clears throat> shape even as an adult. I must say that this this last year, I was in this other movie before Ventures in Wonderland called Back to the Future. And so this last year, they had these 30-year anniversaries all everywhere. And it was so interesting because you're mentioning that, Robert, that I had, I'm in one scene in this movie <laughs> Which is great, thank you, it's been wonderful. I'm not gonna complain at all, but I must say the amount of work that I had to do there was very simple, very fun. I got to record a record, thank you, you know, for Huey Lewis and the News. I got a gold record singing Earth Angel. But this show made me work in a totally different way. And But as Robert says, you're connecting with all of these artists that you don't get to do really you know, intentionally, because you're just usually visiting and then you leave. But we were there. It was our house. You know, it was our woods that they would rearrange and we would be a part of that. And also to have that kind of experience is something that I kind of miss. Um, I really love teaching. I really love directing. I still, of course, love acting. Um, <laughs> but to be able to do that on a regular basis. And of course, I love the idea that every week you were doing a new play. You were doing two new plays. And some weeks you had like four or five lines, some weeks you had the entire script. And that made you have to keep your craft working. And I forget that a lot of people don't understand that that's the foundation of really good artists is that 10,000 hours. The more you're working at it, the better you get. Sitting around and wishing that somebody would have you do something is not gonna make you a better artist. Doing your work, whether it's making your own work or finding people to work with, is such an important element that I try and teach my students because I want to go, there's things that I just know almost genetically because I've been doing this for so long. And being able to pass that off to the next generation, so to speak, is because of shows like this. Again, as you both have stated, you've been doing so much since Adventures in Wonderland, teaching 
starring in shows. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about some of those highlights for yourself? I've been doing a lot of theater here in the Twin Cities because they have such a great community of theaters and artists that I've been amazed. I did. It was a it was a flyover place, and I ended up getting this job at McAllister, and I at least do one to two plays per year. But the most important thing that's happened for me in the last two years was I was able to create a piece of theater that was also connected to the community with my son. And it was called AKA Father Sons. And we were able to get an NEA grant for it to develop it. And it was about the conversations that fathers and sons usually don't have about sexuality and sexual identity and masculinity. And especially in communities of color, it's something that's assumed. So we were going around to various groups of young men or groups of men in different sites. We would present our piece, which we called performative conversations. And we would get people to talk about these relationships. And we found it to be so powerful that we would ask permission if we could use some of their stories in our next iteration of the piece. And it started out being just really simple. My, my son's a dancer. I'm sort of a storyteller. I created some spoken word. We had another rapper that worked with us. And we traveled it around just the Twin Cities um, and greater Minnesota area. But it was so impactful that we didn't want to stop doing it. So this summer, I'm actually going to New York in a couple of weeks to work with my son in creating a new piece that's also about fathers and sons, but we're going to place it and base it upon the story of Icarus and Daedalus. And Icarus trying to become what his father was, but going too high and then crashing down. Not that I want my son to crash down, but I definitely want him to go higher. So that's been a large part of learning how to make new work, um, but also being able to share it within a community uh, uh, spaces. So cool, so cool, Harry. <laughs> Uh, right now, I serve as the director of artistic programming at Arena Stage. Uh, for a few more months, I'm soon to assume the position of associate artistic director at the Cleveland Playhouse. So I've moved into uh, working as a director, a choreographer, a theater administrator, uh, organizational leader. And, you know, after Adventures in Wonderland, it gave me the opportunity to do a lot of stuff. I did a lot of sitcoms and movies and things uh, in L.A. and Went back to New York, did more work in the theater, um, and uh, and so I've I, I've gotten to do so, so much great fun performing uh, in front of the uh, in front of this um, camera and on the stage, and as well behind the scenes working as a director, a writer, um, working as a, a producer in New York. I uh, did the. Uh, the New York revival of Tennessee Williams, the two-character play uh, starring uh, Amanda Plummer and Brad Dourif. I served as a producer on that. So I've gotten uh, to do a lot of really special things, uh, but I am so excited that I'm um, getting to uh, continue to make a contribution as an uh, artistic leader um, with the Cleveland Playhouse, and I'll be going there in August and have loved serving my time at Arena Stage and uh, continuing to uh, make contributions to those Two wonderful organizations. It's been um, really, really a privilege for me. So life is good. Yes. No complaints. I'm so glad to hear the Tweedles are doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think what we should end with is uh, three Disney questions I always ask my guests. Hey. I call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald <laughs> one. And Harry, you can go first. And then Robert, you can follow with your answers. Our Donald question is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? 
Oh, my. Good, good, goodness. I'd have to say Mary Poppins. <laughs> because Dick Van Dyke was the exact perfect person. When he pulled down his pants and he was a penguin, my God, that was theater magic. I'd say bed uh, broomsticks. But what was the... What was the one where Don Knotts was underwater? That, oh, the incredible Mr. Limpet. Those oh. kind of really captured my imagination. Something about those two movies. And our goofy question, what Disney character, besides the Tweedles, do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Because it's on my top ten list of films that I love is Dumbo. Because he gets so abused and he doesn't want anything but to be with his mother. Pinocchio, because that's just a completely weird, freaky story that I think is like a mess. I think it's like so deeply imaginative. It's got so many kind of psychological, interesting layers to it. And that it's a a famous uh, Disney uh, uh, film, I think, uh, that was made really accessible to a lot of uh, American youth is kind of just a masterful taking this cultural icon and making it so accessible in such a wonderful uh, way. And finally, our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-E. Yeah. I mean, what else? Small world after all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm the only person that will go to Disneyland and make people ride the Small World ride. Why? Well, I have to thank you both so much for coming on the show. And, and I, I would love it if you both could maybe end with a riff between the Tweedles themselves uh, about how much they love their fans, the Adventure in Wonderland fans. Well, I always go because my students also remind me there's two shows that they always see. The one, of course, is the Funky Spelunkers. <laughs> and <the other> one... <laughs> oh, yeah. Tap dancing oh my, oh my god. And the other one, of course, is we're the rhyme doctors. We love the RD. We're the rhyme doctors. Yeah, yeah, we're the rhyme doctors. Tweedle them, tweedle <laughs> Because for us, designing and resigning a rhyme is as easy as Parcheesi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, to all Adventures in Wonderland fans, we so, so appreciate you. And I can't yeah. tell you, 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 made me appreciate uh, what a, a special thing that show was by your um, enthusiasm for it and your dedication to it. So anyone who's uh, ever had a kind word to say about the show and about the work that we did, thank you. We uh, uh, deeply appreciate you. As they say, without you, we are nothing. And thank you so much for all that love. And Tammy, Thank you so much for following up and just being such a force of nature of just making sure that we do finally connect and share these stories. It's a great it's great to have people like you in the world that are this enthusiastic and positive. We really appreciate you. Thanks. Because for us, defining and refining a rhyme is as easy as part cheesy.